You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back here on Inside Black Gold. And it has reached the point in the season where we get to start talking to the players who signed their contracts. We got to talk to JT Gray earlier in the week. And today we talked to Jawan Johnson, who, man, I enjoy talking to Jawan Johnson. He's a fun guy. He has a kid on the way. That's exciting for him. And uh, yeah, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. And, you know, one thing that has always stood out to me about Jawan Johnson is he just seems so grateful all the time, <laughs> right? Like yeah. he's just, it's very much a, I'm just happy to be here vibe. And I think, you know, that's just something when you're a UDFA and you come into the NFL, it just makes a lot of sense, right? Like it's hard to even make a roster, let alone get a second contract. And so when you hear, when you hear Jawan talk, there's so much of it is just like, thank you. <laughs> and it's kind of refreshing, I think. That appreciation, as you know, too, goes into uh, obviously the coaching staff, the players, his, his his teammates, but also the entire equipment crew. He He's a guy that helps clean up the locker room after games, which is wild to me. Yes, yes. He sticks around late after games and like cleans up all the tape and stuff Ooh, off the floor. The and they even gave him that. like a a like honorary equipment shirt. It's just like it is a very unique person. And he's a you know, he's a unique build. You know, he's six four, about two thirty-five. He looks bigger. He looks like he's continued to put on weight. Every time I see Juwan, it looks like he's gained a pound from the last time I saw him. And and that is by design. That is intentional. He is he wants to be uh bigger because you have to block as a tight end, and he is aware of that. Um, but yeah, so last year's numbers, you know, they don't jump off the page, right? Forty-two yard forty-two catches, five hundred and eight yards, seven touchdowns. Those seven receiving touchdowns led the Saints in that category. But you, when you look at it, you see a guy who is getting better and better every season. And I think it was very, very clear that you were going in that direction. And as you kind of see him progress, he's going to have a bigger and bigger role. And I think two years, $12 million, that's a that's a contract you give somebody that you expect to contribute. Yeah, and we've heard him talk about how obviously grateful he is and how much more now – that means he's got to produce for this team since they've invested in him. You, you love that type of attitude from a guy. And, yeah, I'm excited about the continued development of a Jawan Johnson, still very young and learning a position that is still fairly new to him. Obviously, a converted wide receiver. So uh, that is another process in itself that is going to be interesting to see because – We've seen him adapt so quickly and take on that role as this needed, obvious, big target uh, for, for this team that hasn't been around. And 
just to pair him up now with a Derek Carr, a more uh, able quarterback, I'm sure he's going to love that too, missing those days, obviously, of uh, Drew Brees being around. Yeah, sorry, I got a little distracted because Princeton upset Arizona. It's a 15 over a 2. It is March Madness, so I will occasionally get distracted and well, you might hear a well, ding that, or two. That, that's going to bust up a bunch of brackets. <laughs> My Elite Eight was was Virginia versus Arizona. Just, <laughs> so that's gone. This bracket is toast. <laughs> I was going to say, you were just going back and forth, too, on some of the odds of, you know, the we were saying that, you know, Tennessee got ousted. That happens occasionally with fours. You know, not really, though, with three and twos, and obviously not with ones either. Nope. But, uh, yes, yeah, so Arizona, the Arizona Wildcats are no longer in the tournament. Toast. So this bracket, I'm going to stop watching because I have already have no chance. Even I, I think if, even if UConn wins it all, I probably still won't get it because I have UConn winning it all because I'm a homer. But no, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Juwan Johnson. And we have, you know, I trimmed this, this down a bit. It, you know, his interview was about 12 minutes today. This is about a seven-minute clip. But I think there was a lot of really intriguing answers and, and comment commentary in there. So we're going to play you a good chunk of that. And uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. But here's that. I, I hope you got him talking about Carr needing to better his food choices. Of course I did. You think I would <laughs> cut that out? Anyway, here's that clip. Now, Juwan, how much more do you feel like you have to give? Because it feels like you just kind of scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the thing about me, like, I, I got the biggest chip on my shoulder. Like, you got to think about the top guys just talking about, you know, the draft. Like, I'm probably one of those guys who aren't drafted. Every top guy you see, I said, the tight end position is drafted. You see Kelsey Kittle, you know, TJ, um, Mark Andrews, uh, Darren Wall, all those guys, all those guys are drafted. Um, and so I'm coming in with the biggest chip because I'm a guy that's undrafted. And so, and I'm still trying to, you know, prove, I mean, not really trying to prove myself, but trying to get my name in there. And so, um, yeah, I still got the biggest chip on my shoulder. And even then I still, had the biggest chip on my shoulder just because you know I was in drafted and nobody wanted to take a chance on me, but you know, the Saints did. Uh, luckily, when uh, when after everything was done, does it show maybe the commitment? I mean, how quickly it got done? Yeah, it, was, it happened really quick. I mean, for me and my wife, it felt like eternity because we just wanted to get it done right after the season. But uh, you know, my agent AJ Vandercheck, he's he done a really good job, you know, with handling everything when I couldn't and, uh, you know, really explaining everything to me and making sure I got a good deal, you know, out of it. And also uh, the Saints getting a good, a good deal out of it. So it was a win-win situation for the both of us. Um, I'm glad we got it done. We got two more years to, you know, get a get a championship to the city. You mentioned Darren Waller, you know, a lot of success with Derek Carr. Now Derek right. Carr is here in New right. Orleans. How excited are you about that match? I'm really excited. Uh, obviously, you know, Darren is, is blowing up. He's done a really good job. Uh, he's now with the Giants, which is crazy. I'm just like, man, this is crazy that he's on the Giants. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I mean, he's done such a great job with Derek, and I'm excited to, you know, pick uh, Derek's brain about Darren and how he was successful and how I could, you know, tweak a little thing and put my own little flavor on it and so we could be successful as well. But uh, not only be successful, but, you know, win games and win a division to get back to what all these banners are about and, uh, and just doing that. Have you talked to Derek besides text or yeah. anything? Yeah, so I, uh, I talked to Derek quite a bit. Um, just catching up, just trying to get familiar with each other. I send him a food list. Uh, one of my friends had a food list, so I gave him a food list because he can't eat, you know, Chipotle. I think I heard that in the interview. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like this is this is not it. 
And so I sent him a food list because so you can get accustomed to, you know, New Orleans and how we eat. He'll probably put on, you know, five, ten pounds by next week. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for him to, you know, to enjoy uh, the culture that's around here. John, obviously, new position coach. Have you gotten a chance to sit down with Clancy at all? You know, kind of talk about the future. Yeah, uh, we've definitely texted. So we've texted. Uh, we got on a call. Uh, it was really good. I mean, he, he's he's coached a lot of good people like Algie Crumpler, uh, uh, Julius uh, Julius Thomas, and uh, also Antonio Gates. So so being with guys like that um, and and the, and the high profile guys that they were and, and being dominant at, at the tight end position, that's somewhere that I want to be. And so. Uh, Obviously, talking to him, picking his brain, and I told him straight out, just like I told Dan, is I want to be the best tight end uh, in the league. So, not only here, but just like, just just in general, I want to be the best tight end. So, wherever you gotta give me, however hard you gotta coach me, like that's what I want the expectation to be. Juwan, when you were talking about your journey, I mean, like it's it's hard enough for an undrafted player to make a roster, but right. to get the second contract mm -hmm. as well. What kind of kept you through and, yeah. and got you to this point? I would say uh, my wife. My wife has definitely got me through. Um, definitely with the home cooked meals, but uh, but no, I, I think it's definitely been just her being there for me because there are definitely some rough times and definitely times where I'm just like, man, like this is tough, like this is really hard because you know, obviously, you know, my first year I didn't really play much, I was much on practice squad, and then you know, getting signed, and then I was like, all right, well, I want more, and so I'm on the field, I'm just on passing routes, I'm like, oh, I want more, so then next year, you know, I'm in running and passing, so at, at some point, like, yes, um. I'm happy where I'm at, but I'm not content. And so I want more, you know, than what's given to me. And obviously I want to, that's going to come with work and, you know, putting the work in. So what's the next step for you? Uh, well, I mean, just winning, winning, winning championships. That's, that's really what it, what it comes down to. I know uh, we won a division my rookie year and two years ago, uh, for two years straight, Tampa has been winning it. So, you know, we got to have our number on Tampa this year, but I think the biggest thing is just, you know, winning those divisional games and, we just gotta, we just gotta, you just gotta get those wins. You gotta go back to Saints football, and that's what um, me and uh, JT, uh, the coach, were talking about. Just getting back to what we know. I think that's the biggest thing. You told us last year that you have the highest expectations of you. Like nobody has more higher expectations of you than yeah. you. How yeah. does getting another contract with this team? How does that impact? Yeah, it, it heightens it even more. I mean, you gotta think about it. They, they've invested in me now, and so now it's like, all right, I need to be doing more with this. And not even just that is that. I'm, I'm doing this game, you know, for fun. Like, we get paid to do something like this. I'm like, bro, like, this is something that I've been doing since I was a kid, and I get paid for it. And so um, it's really just doing it for the love of the game, but also, like, not pressure, but also, like, all right, we're giving you something, so what can you do with it more so? Because, I mean, when, when you get handed something, you get you get received more with it. So I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's do it. You mentioned getting back to Saints football. Last, yeah. Well, last one for me, at least. Yeah. Um, what is Saints football for you if you wanted to? If you could I mean, you got to look at all these banners. I mean, when I came in here, like, there there wasn't any losing seasons. There weren't losing seasons. There weren't, you know, trailing by. There was just complete dominating football. I mean, smart football, dominating football, no turnovers. And if where were turnovers, not many. Like, I remember uh, before my rookie, they were like, they had the least amount of turnovers uh, that year. So I, I know what Saints football is. I mean, I've watched it. And so, you know, being here and, and being involved in that, knowing that Drew was here and Drew was – you know, the corporate of all of that, you know, knowing how the Saints should be playing football. And so uh, just knowing that we got away from it was kind of disheartening. But knowing that we know what it is, there's a lot of people still in that offense, still in that new regime, in that regime that uh, Sean was in. And so, you know, people know what it is. And so we just have to get back to it and be disciplined and, and know that we can reach that and even better. All right. But yeah, as Steve mentioned before we went into that, Juwan has graciously sent Derek Carr 
his list of food recommendations so he can stop ending up at Chipotle because that's not cool. I guess that'd be like going into town somewhere, say, hey, Jeff, you just got a gig in Tennessee and you're going to, you know, your first uh, introductory podcast press conference and you stop it like a Chick-fil-A on the way kind of thing. I get it. It wasn't like he actively chose like, oh, we're going to Chipotle because that's Louisiana. It was just, hey, it was where we happened to be in town. It's the best you can find. Um, yeah, exactly. I think it, well, we were, I was talking to Mike Triplett and he was saying like, he he tweeted that and then someone responded. He was like, this is New Orleans. You can get better food at a gas <laughs> station. And he's like, that's true. You can. But he doesn't know that. And, and then someone responded. It was like, this man is not arriving in new orleans with his wife and four children and saying we're gonna go eat at brown derby or like like we're gonna walk into this gas station and get whatever food Danny and Clyde to get a sandwich yeah like <laughs> like that's not that's not happening <laughs> it was like it's very true like he's just like what will my kids eat Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> I swear they say this boudin, which is like a rice sausage kind of thing here, is delicious from this Texaco in the corner here. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I've heard crispy, crunchy chicken is solid, but I can't find it anywhere that doesn't also like sell cigarettes behind the counter. So what are we going to do? Uh, let's go to Chipotle. Anyway, uh, I, I appreciate that. Jawan said a few other things, and one of them was, you know, he he talked about how when he first got here, his rookie season, obviously the Saints won the NFC South. It was 2020 and that was the COVID year. So everything was kind of skewed. But, you know, he talked about a team that didn't make silly mistakes, that that won a lot of games and played winning football. And he admitted that, you know, the last two years they've gotten away away from that. They have not played that type of football. And that's what has to change. And that's refreshing to hear because it's true. And we've talked about that extensively is like, you can't make the type of mistakes the Saints have been making the last two years and and expect to win football games. And you can blame a lot of it on injuries in terms of you might be starting people who you weren't intending to and you might not have the type of talent up and down the roster that you would have hoped to have. But that's not that's not the whole sum of it. There are a lot of instances where you're like, no, you could have just played better and you would have won this game. You you had the, You have the talent to win this game and you just aren't doing it. And I think that's something that you know, it's it's rare to hear someone admit that in that type of interview. And I think it's true. And it's it's I think if more people kind of approached it with that attitude, I think things would start turning around. Yeah, definitely think that you you he talked about having getting back to Saints football and obviously what that means. And it's it's nice that he got a taste, obviously. Some of these guys weren't around for the Sean Payton, Drew Brees error kind of deal. Jawan, though, it's really impressive just to see the strides he's made since coming in. And I thought what really impressed me when we were in Green Bay last year during the preseason, that week we spent there, he really even talked about just the transition from going from that wide receiver position to tight end and how much 
more respect he had knowing the intelligence and how much more of a mind you need to be as a tight end and how how crucial that role really is and just really impressed all around with his production i think uh, we see it continue to grow as that target i hope he can be that quote unquote security blanket for a guy like uh, Derek Carr but yeah we we there were times last year you i felt like you could clearly see that Dalton was looking for him especially in the red zone yeah you'd like to see him not disappear as often as he does i think that's true for me, that was the thing. It's like you'll see these flashes and you're like, okay, why is this not more consistent? Why is 42 catches not 70 catches? Um, obviously, he missed a couple games with injuries last year. But there were games where you know he would make splashes and then he would be like, where, where'd he go? Where, where has he been the rest of this game? And you know, you like to fair, see I can that. say that about everyone, though. <laughs> not to that extent. Not to the no, extent where you're you scoring mean, seven no. touchdowns. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you disappear for an entire entire half, right? Especially in a season when you didn't have the, the you know, you didn't have a Mike Thomas eating up all the targets. You didn't have, you know, Rashid Shahid wasn't there for the first six games, right? Chris Olave missed multiple games with injuries. And that was where you wanted to see him kind of take control and he didn't. And th- so that's the next step, I think. And, you know, I asked him about, you know, what kind of conversations he's had with Clancy Barone, the new tight ends coach. And, you know, Jawan is well aware of the fact that he's worked with Antonio Gates and LG Crumpler and Julius Thomas and these guys. And that's the type of names he wants to be mentioned with. And I don't, I don't know how realistic that is. Um, I don't know if he's going, he wants to be kind of talked about in the same breath as a Travis Kelsey or a George Kittle. And, you know, one of the things that I, I find very intriguing is, you know, when you look at a guy like Darren Waller, there are a lot of similarities there in terms of the athleticism and the way they move around. And Derek Carr was able to do really impressive things with Darren Waller, not so much the last two seasons, but you know, if you go back to 2020, I think he's still catching passes against the Saints in that game. And if you can have that type of impact out of the tight end position, you're going to win a lot more games. Yeah, I'm not sure how many games Waller honestly played this past season. I know he was dealing with a bunch of injuries. It was an issue there, but I I think that you know would. Johnson, Juwan Johnson's continued work. Yeah, I don't know if he can get into that, you know, elite upper echelon names that you you might have you know mentioned there before that Clancy Barone's work with. But I do have a hell of a lot of faith that Barone knows how to get the best of what Juwan has to offer. So definitely excited for that. Darren Waller has played in twenty games, which means he has missed fourteen games the last two seasons. But if you go back to twenty twenty. You're talking about 107 catches, 1196 yards, nine touchdowns, right? Like, like you said, that most of that total might have been against the Saints. A good, like at least 10 <laughs> catches and a touchdown. Yeah, and unreal, right? So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at Jawan. So, 42 catches, 508 yards, seven touchdowns. You know, I think I don't know if you're going to have opportunities to get much more than seven touchdowns. Maybe you can tick that number up a little bit, but you'd like to see that catch total be in the 60s to the 70s, maybe 800, 900 yards. And then you you kind of grow from there. So that that is my hope for this season. Obviously, you hope he can stay healthy. You hope Derek Carr can stay healthy. And then you want to see the per-game numbers be a little bit more consistent. But, you know, I think the trajectory he's on, right? So if you go back to 2021, you're talking about 13 catches for 159 yards and four touchdowns, right? So, you know, the year before that, four catches, 10 yards, uh, 39 yards, and no touchdowns. And he was actually a wide receiver at that point. No, I was saying his first year... Um, obviously then the switch over to tight end. 
Yeah. And I mean, the, and the per catch average is about the same. It was 12.2 yards in 2021, 12.1 in 2022, along of 41, 25 first downs. And, you know, I, I, I think he's obviously not a wide receiver, but in terms of being Michael Thomas insurance, I think it is helpful because he can do a lot of the things that Michael Thomas does well if you need him to, like in the red zone, and he can go box somebody out and make a contested catch. I think that's somewhere else. That is somewhere else that he does need to improve a little bit. Is I think he was a little weak in the contested catch area last season. There was too many balls that kind of bounced off his hands, and so that's stuff you want to improve on. But I think he's he's got the right mindset to do it. We need to bring well. The Saints need to bring somebody in that's a contested catch specialist this training camp because that's definitely I felt an area that was lacking all over last year, especially for a guy like Olave who needs. Uh, either tutelage from can't guard Mike or, like I said, whatever uh, contested catch specialist you can find to to teach that. I know a lot of it is obviously instinct and skill you already have, but I feel like there's there's things you could do to improve that uh, in this game on this team overall. It would help if Michael Thomas was that contested catch specialist. Oh yeah, uh, right. So, yeah. but all right, let's wrap up that segment. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about you know what we think the Saints still need to do to kind of wrap up this free agency and offseason cycle and be in the best position going forward. We obviously talked about all the moves at the top, so we're not going to get too much into those, but keep it locked on Inside Black and Gold. 